0: Verse 17 is our text verse, um, I'm, not, I'm not going to preach long today, but I'm, I'm going to preach serious and I, I want you to, uh, uh, I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying, you can probably write down three or four words and have the outline of this uh, passage of scripture, he said if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them, that's pretty neat isn't it, that's a pretty good promise. First of all, if you know them, happy are ye if you do them. If you know them, happy are ye if you do them. What's he talking about? What are the things that we need to do? Now, Now, had it been just for the people that he was talking to, he wouldn't have recorded it in the Bible, but he recorded it and preserved it for us, so this is for us. All right? This is for us. And so what we learn in this passage of Scripture, happy are ye if you do them we're going to find out what these things we can do uh, to be a happy servant of the king Uh, dr hamlin says often happy in the service of the king i don't know about you but i enjoy being happy don't you Uh, happy is a whole lot better for me than sad or angry or anything else happy in the service of the king heavenly father i come to this place understanding uh, that it is a a great responsibility and I take it at that and I'm thankful for every young lady and every young man that has given of themselves to know your will and to do your will uh, whether that would be to serve as a layman leader in their church one day or uh, to lead a church or a mission uh, filled church whatever the case may be or to serve you in some capacity full-time. And I know, Lord, that every chapel sermon is just a small little part, but it is a small little part for today that will help us tomorrow and the next until we've completed our course of study here. So help me as I preach today, I hunger for your power and ask, Lord, that you would use the message to help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Benjamin Franklin was concluding a stirring uh, patriotic speech and his uh, subject was on the uh, guarantees of the Constitution. A heckler shouted, them words don't mean nothing at all. Where's all the happiness you say it guarantees us? Franklin smiled and replied my friend the constitution only guarantees the american people the right to pursue happiness you have to catch it yourself and that's what the lord jesus is saying here in this passage of scripture if you know these things Happy are ye if you do them. Well, what's the chapter about? Let's go back and look at it. Uh, We begin in uh, verse number 1, and the Bible says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself, After that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him if I wash thee not thou hast no part with me Simon Peter saith unto him Lord not my feet only but also my hands and my head Peter he had the right intention he said Lord I would just feel terrible for you to wash my feet I don't I don't want you to do that and Jesus said well if you don't let me you don't have any part with me and Peter said well then just give me a shower uh, just give me a bath and he said I He said, I don't want to deny you. And Peter is, he is saying the right thing here. He said, I just, I can't imagine the Lord Jesus washing my feet. Uh, But Jesus says, after he explained that, he said, well, he said, I want you to wash my, uh, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. And then Jesus saith that to him, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And you're clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Uh, Therefore Said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, so also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye you know these things, happy are ye if you do him. Number one, if we're going to live a happy Christian life, we're going to have to be a servant. Write down the word servant the word servant. Now, when I think of servant and think of how you and I can serve others, I think of the various areas that you and I are involved in. We think of the people we work for. The word servant is used in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, and the Bible says that God sees your service at work and God blesses us according to our faithful work. So we ought to be good servants at work. If you would agree with that statement, say amen. You would agree with that statement. So that means we ought to give an honest work, a day's work for an honest day's pay. Is that right? So let's make sure we are servants at work. Well, second of all, we are servants in ministry, right? Uh, As we go on our bus routes, we are servants in ministry. Isn't it sad? Isn't it sad the condition of our world today? Isn't it sad how people live their lives? Isn't it sad that Uh, homes are broken and that not every house has in it a dad and a mom and children that are being reared in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It used to be far more common, but today it's a rare thing to find a house where there's a dad and mom and and children living there. And the truth is many of them will never hear anything of good, of right, of God and heaven unless you and I tell them so certainly we are to be there. Servant, I would agree with the Lord Jesus that when I put in an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, uh, that does make me happy. It does make me happy. It makes me feel good to know I have served others, uh, to go to a home and to give someone the gospel and lead them to Christ, to help someone that's in need. We serve others. But I want you to notice something that's in this passage of Scripture. And if you were outlining this passage of Scripture, and talking about how we serve others who all would you list certainly we would want to serve those that are in uh, leadership jesus said you call me master and he said that's right i am the master i am the lord and and you do right and in, in doing that so those that are in authority uh, we ought to serve them We ought to be kind to administration uh, we ought to serve and be of help to dr jorgensen and his wife and and of these men and their families and mrs fugit and every body that's here but we certainly ought to serve those that lead us and teach us but the specific example given here about serving what is it one another one another one another one another so what makes me happy what makes me happy is to serve those that i serve with do you see it to serve those that I serve with. Now I don't know why Jesus used this illustration. Maybe because it was a common part of that day, and of course the travel was on uh, all roads that were dirt. They weren't concrete and asphalt. And in those days, the travel was not by automobile or uh, a type of vehicle that we would travel in today. And most of their traveling was in uh, small areas where they would even either, either travel uh, by donkey or a horse or in walking and the uh, the shoes of those days of course were sandals and it was a common thing that when you went into a place that there was a basin and there was a place there that you wash your feet and clean your feet and your hands and so forth and uh, so you when you went into the house you were you're basically clean I uh, understand that a bit growing up in the mountains we didn't have blacktop or uh, concrete roads and everything was dirty and muddy uh, if it rained it was muddy and dirty all the time, and, and uh, uh, when you came to our house on a typical day, it seemed like there was fifteen pairs of shoes and boots all at the door out there because you left the dirt outside. But in this passage of scripture, he's talking about serving one another. Uh, that means your happiness is going to begin in your dorm room. I'm shit right. I think it's easier to serve somebody I don't know think about it. I think it's easier to serve somebody I don't know. I think it's easier to go knock on a door, to knock on a door of somebody I don't know and give them a gospel track work to give them the gospel. I think it's easy to be kind to folks. Said I that 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 I, that I don't know. Brother Ray MacArthur helped a fella uh, last night, and I mean he was up late last night, and he he drove the van and took folks home, and I, I appreciate his spirit. Boy, he's a uh, Ray MacArthur is a good servant of the Lord. He really is, and I'm thankful for all he does. And I I thought about it during the night, and this morning about Brother Ray helping a man. He didn't have a place to stay last night, and he worked for a long time getting the fellow place to stay tonight or last night and tonight but happiness begins in being kind to those that we know sometimes we get agitated at people we know don't we are you listening to me We sometimes get frustrated at people that we know and that we serve with every day. In this passage of Scripture, he's talking about being kind to the people that you serve with. There's a lesson here in humility about being a servant. Uh, There is a lesson here in honor about being a servant. Uh, There's a lesson here about honesty in being a servant. And I want to go on with a message I'm not going to preach long. Uh, So the first way that we're happy is that we serve others others, and it begins with those that we work with. Let's just go ahead and decide our bus route team is going to be a close team. We're going to help one another. We're going to serve one another. Uh, It's going to be difficult, according to Scripture, to properly serve others if we don't care for those that we serve with. And the Lord Jesus is coming to the hour that He is leaving. And if you look at the ministry and you look at the work, oftentimes those fellows disagreed with one another, and they argue. With one another, and they go to Jesus, and they would say, "Who do you think is the best servant? And do you think that he's doing better than him? And you think he ought not do that?" And so there was a little bit of arguing. So before Jesus left, he said, "I want you to understand something. If you're going to be happy, have to learn to work together." And working together, you have to learn to serve one another. And he said, and and Jesus said, I'm going to be your example. Can you imagine? He got down and he washed Peter's feet. Peter said, no, I can't let you do this. Now he said, Peter, if you don't, you don't have him part with me. He said, well, wash my hair and my hands too. I just want to be clean all over. And uh, he said, I don't want to deny you in any way. So let's just go ahead and decide. There are going to be times that we disagree. There are going to be times we get frustrated with one another. But the key to happiness is learning to serve one another. We have to serve. If we don't serve one another, it's going to hinder our happiness. Let me give you the second word. He said, if you know these things and you do them, happy are ye. Ben Franklin said, the Constitution doesn't guarantee your happiness. It guarantees your pursuit of happiness. You have to catch it. And if you're going to be a happy Christian, it's not going to be dependent on the Bible. It's going to be dependent on our obedience to the Word of God. And the second word, after service, is that of separation living a separated life in the midst of this lesson on humility Jesus takes the time to teach a lesson on holiness and submission to the will of God he says that a submitted and separated life is essential to true spiritual joy so first of all if you're going to have a happy semester you have to be kind and helpful one to another second of all you have to live a separated life now now for 20 years we've dealt with the same issues and those that and the the, the, those that just live on the edge they end up falling off and getting in trouble so let's just go ahead and decide this semester we're going to have a happy semester so we're going to live a separated life without going through a long list of things you know what i'm talking about let's live a separated life when it comes to our dress let's not worry about it let's just do right just just go ahead and get it settled and decide, hey, I'm going to dress right. Let's just go ahead and decide when it comes to our music, we're going to be separated from the world. It won't, it won't make you happy to listen to a half a dozen country and western songs. It won't make you happy to listen to a half a dozen rock and roll songs. It won't make you happy to have to hide and listen to something that's not proper and that's not right. Let's just go ahead and live a separated life. Let's talk about the things that you face that's difficult. Sometimes at work it's difficult because they put a peer pressure on you about various things. Sometimes it's language. Let me go ahead and ask you, how many of you work in an environment where there is foul language that's common? Raise your hand, foul language, common. All right. It ought to bother you. It ought to bother you. Uh, and, and, and it bothers me. But I can't come to the place that I say there's nothing wrong with that. And I start using those substitute words. It's not exactly what they're saying, but they know what I'm saying. Let's just go ahead and live a separated life. Let, let, let's just go ahead and look, you've got to do it from the beginning. You, you can't wait three weeks. You've got to do it from the beginning. Just go ahead and let them know you're a Christian. Now, I'll tell you what happens when you're a Christian working in a place that is a non Christian environment. Let me tell you what happens. There's times they're going to laugh at you, they're going to make fun of you, they're going to, they're going to and, and all of it is because they don't have the joy and the satisfaction that you and I have as a child of God. But if you'll maintain a Christian testimony and you'll get separated from those things, I'll guarantee you that sometime during this semester, somebody either in their family or themselves, they're going to get sick or have an emergency. And in a quiet time, they're going to say to you, would you pray for my brother? Would you pray for my son? This world needs some people who are holy. This world needs some people who are clean. This world needs some people that are satisfied to be on God's side and not ashamed of being a child of God and live a life that's clean and pure and holy. Have you seen what the devil does to mock the people of the world? How sad has God them walking around looks like? I mean, you used to go to a circus and see crazy things. The whole world's a circus today. I mean, they're crazy. And then they look at us like we're funny because you girls wear a dress. Come on. They look at you like you're strange because you're a Christian. You're going to Bible college. What kind of degree can you get at the Bible college? We're not looking for degrees, though we get one. We're looking for an opportunity to serve our God in a greater way. Live a separated life. Live a separated life. When it comes to your cell phone, go ahead and decide right now, I'm going to set the parameters, I'm going to set the guidelines, I'm going to set the guardrails, and I'm going to claim what David said. I'll set no wicked thing before my eyes. I'm going to live a separated life. And the Bible says that if you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Let's live a separated life. Every time the disciples got in trouble, they got in trouble because they let down their guards of separation and went back to the world. Let's just go ahead and accept it now. The world cannot satisfy. It cannot, but the will of God does. The happiest you and I will ever be is when our surrender is at its greatest to the will of God. When we're completely surrendered and yielded and clean and right with God. And that's why every day you ought to begin and every day at the end, you ought to end your day. Begin the day and end the day by saying, Lord, I want to be clean. I want to be clean in my mind. I want to be clean in my heart. I want to be clean in my conscience. I want my life to be clean. Don't take Take a spiritual bath once a month. Be clean every single day. And he talks about cleanliness in this passage of scripture. Separation and holiness. They go together. Let me give you the third thing and I'm finished. I I want you to understand something. Number three, live a secure life. Live a secure life. What does that mean? We belong to God. God loves you. You're a child of the king. Don't let the devil cause you to doubt your salvation. Salvation is simple. Salvation is easy. God didn't design salvation's plan to make it difficult. And he never in one place in the Bible did he put things in there to cause us to doubt our salvation, but that our faith may be increased. You live a secure life. You understand the promises of God are for you. They're not just for the preacher. They're not just for your pastor they're not just for the godly person in your family at home the promises of this book they're for you as a freshman a sophomore a junior and a senior those promises belong to you live a secure life god loves you god loves you doesn't mean you won't have tough times you're going to have some tough times god loves you in those tough times His promises, His person, His power. I'll tell you what I would do if I was a freshman in college. I would be begging for the power of God. Oh, God, can I tell you something that makes separation easy? Get so hungry for the power of God that it doesn't matter if you found out brown socks or brown beans or brown crayons would keep you from having the power of God. You you want it so bad, it doesn't matter what you separate from. I have found folks that that fuss about separation. The problem is not separation. They're not hungry for the power of God. They're not hungry for that relationship with God because when you get hungry, let me tell you something, fellas, when you fall in love with a gal and gals, when you fall in love with a husband, it doesn't matter. You'll do whatever it takes to make sure that she knows or he knows that you love them and that you want to please them. When you fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, dear friend, separation is an easy thing, but I want you to understand, be secure in your heart and in your mind I love these verses let me read these to you that give us security that I belong to him and he is mine as far as the east is from the west so far hath he removed our transgression from us. Psalm 103 12. Isaiah 38 17. Behold for peace I have great bitterness but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption for thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. My sins are gone. I'm a child of the king. Live secure. Live secure. One of the things that bothers students in the past years is, is, is they have an emotional and mental frustration because they, they 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 wrestle with this thing of security look the Bible is, is true and if you called on God to save you he gave you eternal life you don't have to beg him a thousand times over you don't have to ask him every Friday night to save you he saved you the day that you called on his name don't let the devil don't let others put doubts in your mind read that book right there and be secure to know God wants you in heaven he gave his son that we could have eternal life don't live insecure security makes me happy security knowing that i'm his and he is mine look at the person i'm finished john thirteen seventeen. i have it under underlined in my bible if you know these things happy are ye if you do them I have three things written beside that in my Bible. It's a different outline than what I just gave you. I wrote in my Bible, number one, know right, number two, do right, number three, be happy. I am happy in Jesus. You know, happiness, it helps you through some tough times. Happy will help you through tired. Happy will help you through struggles. Let's decide to be happy in Jesus